podcast for the working cowboy well howdy there daylight burners happy friday that it is actually friday as i'm recording this so uh live streaming for anybody on probably not late um i'm just gonna say nobody's on because makes me look better because it's late. Not that nobody's listening. Anyhow, um, man, what a, uh, I know I've said this so many freaking times. I'm sure you guys are tired of hearing of it, but, uh, like what a, just a weird, but also just fucking fantastic time to leave, to, to be alive, to just be witnessing shit happen <laughs> as it happens it's uh i mean man i uh i, I can imagine it was kind of like the like the people in uh in world war Two when you could get the the news back and forth within hours uh possibly di- uh you know possibly minutes uh, depending on where you were, but also it, it would take, sometimes it would take months to get, get the news out to you where now just like you can find out what the fuck's going on instantaneously. Just no, no matter where you're at. And like, man, it, it just, it is wild. Like how different we are from 1922 but how fucking similar we are to 1922. It, it is, uh, it's just, it's really, really funny how, uh, how, how shit has happened. Um, you know, growing up where I did, grew up in the very southeast corner of Colorado. Uh, I, I went to elementary school in Campo, Colorado. Uh, I went to, uh, where uh, I spent not quite a year in Springfield, Colorado, and then uh, and then I finished out my my public, well, I guess my uh, my elementary and uh, junior and senior high school at Walsh, Colorado, all all within back county, Colorado, the the, the most southeast uh, county in the state of Colorado, and. <laughs> Uh, depending on where where I was living at the time, I, I grew up uh, anywhere from eight miles to now oh, about forty miles uh, <clears throat> north of the Oklahoma border, and anywhere from about fifteen to eh, forty miles uh, west of the the Kansas line, and. 
basically what was described as the center of uh of the dust bowl uh it was it was either Becky County, Colorado, or uh, Cimarron County, um, Oklahoma, or Dallum County, Texas. Just so Dalhart, Texas, Boy City, Oklahoma, or um, either Springfield or Walsh or or Campo, Colorado. Um, and like my my grand my grandparents lived through it. Um, my my folks were born right as they were coming out of the dust bowl and <laughs> like it, it just made a huge impression on, on uh, several generations of, of people that lived in that area. And um, it, it just, it's kind of funny um, how, how it's, it's played out. I've talked, I've talked about it many times, how, how, uh, like the the rural flight deal where like I, I I'm a, I'm a perfect example where I'm several generations uh tied to back county Colorado but I just I don't see myself moving back there there's not much for me and <clears throat> it, it it's it's kind of uh it's kind of a depressing story when you when you find out how everybody got there in the first place and and then just watching it ebb and flow and yeah uh, i i don't know how many times we have the history has to repeat itself before we we ever learn anything i don't know if we ever actually do learn anything but um anyhow i i the great depression was um we're we're coming up on on the 100 year anniversary of uh uh, I think it was it was a Black Tuesday. Uh, it was October 29th, um, I think, or maybe October something, 1929. Anyway, whenever the the stock market crashed, put an end to the Roaring Twenties. Um, I'm waiting for the Roaring Twenties. Um, I'm I'm thinking it might have been the Roaring Teens. Um, I don't know. Like like I said, um, and I named this this. Uh, and I think it's kind of a good fitting title for, for a series, but history rhymes and, uh, you know, taken from the Mark, Mark Twain quote where history doesn't repeat itself, but it surely rhymes. Uh, there, there's so many similarities between now and, and the 1920s, but also the 1930s, but also like the 19, hundreds and nineteen tens. Um there there's a lot of a lot of things at play that remind me of of each one of those those different decades. Um so yeah while while it's not exactly like the nineteen twenties, um but we are still um clinging on to the the pandemic. I mean there I think we hit we hit the the million people died mark uh is what we commemorated or something. And, um, seems like every now and then, um, even though the, the whole COVID thing is just, everybody's completely over it for the most part. They'll still throw one out every now and then just to like test the waters and be like, Hey, a million people died. And if a bunch of people get upset about it and then be like, all right, we can put the mask back on. 
nobody really seemed to give a shit. So they're just like, hey, yeah, remember, never forget solidarity. And uh, but anyway, we we haven't ever really come out of uh, that pand- pandemic deal yet, which. You know, the, the Spanish flu started in 1918 and, uh, you know, right at, right at the tail end of, uh, <coughs> World War One, which was devastating enough. And then you get a pandemic and also you had income tax and central banks and, uh, well, by, by central banks, I mean the Federal Reserve, which, uh, you know, people give Ron Paul a hard time about harping on uh, on the Federal Reserve, but it it's so tied into how everything has has taken place within the last century or so since since it uh, came came to pass in nineteen nineteen seventeen, and I should really do an episode trying in my best. Uh, way to explain it because it is it is it's it's complicated but it's complicated because it's supposed to be complicated and um, when when you break down actually what it does it doesn't make that much sense so they make it more complicated so complicated means it's uh, you know I mean it must work if if it took people that that long to, to formulate all this shit to to make it work it must work right but it actually it doesn't but anyhow we'll uh that that'll be a, a topic for another day um but anyway like going into the 1920s like we're they they hit a, a pretty big depression um so a recession is one quarter of uh of downward gdp growth uh and a and a uh, depression is three consecutive quarters of uh downward uh economic growth um so how they didn't really call the the pandemic a a depression because we were locked down for basically three quarters uh before they finally kind of like there was there was a handful of states here and there but like nationwide really um lockdowns ended about three months after uh they they shut down um i mean about three quarters so nine months maybe 10 months i think it like january shit kind of started opening um nationwide but Somehow that didn't get described as a depression. Like how they, they ran the numbers and and said like the, the economy did not um, shrink for three downward GDP growth. If, 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 I mean, well, let's, let's look it up. Let's look it up. I've been saying for a while, like, I think we're, in the middle of a depression. We just don't know it yet. <laughs> um, the Hoover bills of the, the 1930s, 
uh, compared to the tent cities in in your big uh, urban areas today. Um, there's quite a little bit of difference, but they're still there. And I don't know. I there there might might be something there. So what was I what was I looking up? Um. Oh yeah, the the. I don't remember. Based <laughs> that one. Um. Regardless, we. Oh oh yeah, the de- definition of uh, depression. That's that's what we were looking for. Um, economic depression. I think. I think that's three consecutive quarters of negative GDP growth. Uh, financial turmoil. Um, all right, we economic depression is an occurrence where an economy is in a state of financial turmoil, often the result of a period of negative activity based on the country's uh, GDP rate. It is a lot worse than a recession with GDP failing significantly and usually lasts for many years in the U.S. The Great Depression lasted for a decade. Unemployment rate reaching 25% and wages falling by 42%. Um, okay. So, causes of an economic depression, be it stock market crash, uh, decrease in manufacturing orders, control of prices and wages, deflation, uh, oil price hikes, loss of consumer confidence, and, uh, Signs of an upcoming uh, uh, depression, worsening uh, worsening unemployment rate, rising inflation, uh, declining property sales, uh, increasing credit card debt defaults, and uh, what they say. Uh, this is from corporate uh, finance dot com from. They say ways to prevent another economic depression is expansionary monetary policy. Expansionary monetary policy involves cutting interest rates to incur. Oh my word! Yeah, well, we're at we were at zero rates for a long time, so can't really cut much more than that. Um, to encourage investment and borrowing, expansionary fiscal policy. Increasing government spend. This is a left-wing rag. Uh, financial stability involves the government guaranteeing bank deposits. Uh, the credibility of the bank. Huh. Okay. Well, uh, I've been listening to the worst hard time. I have it in book form. Uh, go to you now. The Worst Hard Time by Timothy Egan, where I've been doing uh, 
or gleaning a bunch of my research here. Um, and, and also just like I said, like I grew up a generation removed from Dust Bowl. And like it, it made a, such a huge impact on people's lives, the depression and the Dust Bowl. I, I mean, the Dust Bowl, you know, like compounded uh, the depression, but also the depression like compounded the Dust Bowl. And it was like, it was just a self licking ice cream cone of, of, of sorts that like how shit happened. Um, I, I was having a discussion with, uh, with my new uh, pen writer today and <laughs> of, of how the Dust Bowl is really from what I can, I can recall. And, and if I'm wrong, please correct me. This is the only instance in, in recorded history where mankind has eh, maybe, maybe some of the, the nuclear deals, but this this is like the first time like on a widespread scale where mankind has had an impact on the climate. I don't think they changed it. I think they exacerbated it. I, I, I honestly don't think mankind is... I hope, hope not. I don't think mankind is capable uh, of changing the climate. But... When when you take the confluence of events where the the government uh, tried to to settle the the Great Plains and and not only did they try to settle the Great Plains, uh, we we had World War One happening and so they tried to like rapidly increase the the settling of the Great Plains and they also wanted all this all this. Uh, short grass prairie to be plowed up and planted the wheat because uh because of the war world war one in europe and uh <laughs> once again it was russia and ukraine uh having problems with their their wheat supply which uh feeds most of europe um so we we spread out we we uh we settled places that uh that were nothing but grasslands before we plowed up, plowed them up. And that, you know, whether it be the government or railroad companies, they promised the, the rain would follow the plow. And it so happens that it was kind of a good year at that point. There was, there was old timers uh, and cowboys saying like, Hey, you shouldn't do that. Uh, this isn't farm, farm country. Uh, not going to end up good, but, uh, they did it anyways, and and so much so, like people were speculating on uh, on land that they would come in for a weekend and plant, uh, you know, a couple couple quarters uh, of dry land wheat, and then they would just head back to Chicago or wherever the fuck they were from, and uh, and it was just, it was the boom, just uh, it was a boondoggle, just. Uh, um, but oh, just like like when the, the cattle market gets high, and you you get a couple, couple three years uh, in a row of good cattle markets, and everybody and and their and their dog wants to be a rancher and a cattle baron at some point, and then you know as soon as the the market squeezes back down, 
Mm. You know, they they get out real quick, but it wasn't just uh just that, but it was uh I mean it was it was kind of how everything was at the time. You know, like people speculating on, on Wall Street. They were they were in and out or they were in and then they would lose everything. Like they're still in, but the the company they they own plenty of stocks in this company, but it it uh that company no no longer exists anymore. Or same same thing when they they'd go plant plant 160 acres. And uh and then when this this drought hit and you know I think they said something like 300 million acres uh, of the Great Plains got plowed under, uh, planted to wheat or whatever crop it was. But natural grasslands, some of the some of the biggest grasslands in the world, all gets plowed under within like a 20 year period. And while while the while the rain falls. You know, it's it's pretty good farm ground, but if it don't, and it's prone to not to being the being the prairie, it's prone to be dry. Just how how the whole world works, and also it's windy all the freaking time. And then that it just we weren't ready for <laughs> for for a a dry windy spell on the plains with no no cover at all like with nothing to hold the dirt down and so the dirt just fucking blew i was i'm like i was saying in the worst hard times i and i i've i've heard depression story after depression story but i i don't recall hearing anything like this uh but people used to just drag a chain behind their vehicle that that um, hook a chain to to their ax their rear axle or something or their bumper, uh, because those those dust storms that blew through had so much static electricity that it would just short out the the electrical system on on a guy's car. So you had to had to drag a chain to to ground your vehicle uh, in case one of those norther or the, those dusters blew through, and it's it's. Is fucking insane, and to think that humans actually played a, a pretty significant in, uh, a part of of the the climate for for a decade uh, before before it finally kind of started to rain. But I mean, it was like eight years in in the Dust Bowl part of the world where where it just didn't fucking rain. Like eight years in a row, just no rain, no rain. Or when it did rain, it uh, it, it rained too hard for it to soak in, and it all ran off, and and there wasn't nothing to catch it anymore because it all been plowed under. And like, was that drought bound to happen? Yeah, anybody who had lived on the plains at that uh for for more than 10 years at that point would tell you that like yeah, it's bound to be dry. Uh and then when when it's dry like that, the wind's going to really blow. But if as long as you have some some grass in the ground, like it'll it'll keep the dirt from blowing. It's not going to not going to grow a crop, but it's 
the grass will be there because it's got good good deep roots <clears throat> and and they plowed that all up and yeah so so that uh that dry period was bound to come it always does but when it did like yeah the rest the rest the people weren't ready for it the the people that that caused it to happen that just they weren't ready for it uh and how could they be they they didn't know it was going to happen um i mean there was there were people warning about how how the dirt was going to blow but like nobody had a clue how bad that was going to be and essentially it was all it, like it kind of started before world war 1 but it got ramped up to the 10th degree because of uh food shortages in Europe uh, during World War One, And we, uh, we, we had to get into World War II to, to fully pull us out of the, the economic depression caused from that boom-bust deal. And oof, we, we had a decade uh, worth of government programs trying to uh restart the the economy which was was done with good intentions but all it did was prolong uh the depression and it it took world war 2 before we fully <coughs> pulled on pulled on out of it and and after after 2020 like i i don't know how you don't call um 2020 like the beginning of like the new great depression i i don't know how they're figuring their numbers uh and and unless they're just really like flirting around the edges or i just don't understand like the true definition of a depression but if i remember right it was three quarters in a row and we went march March to uh, the end of 2020 without maybe maybe we we gained a little bit back in in the fall months but I don't know I just I feel like we're right on the on the edge of that if if we're not already in it looking at at some of these uh, some of these homeless camps where they they, they have a shocking um, kind of similarity to to the Hoovervilles of of the 30s and uh I don't know and now like we're we're ramping up this deal with Ukraine and it feels it just feels so fucking similar but the like I was talking with Jen the other day if we do get into war in ukraine that that'll that will almost certainly have to have to bring back the draft to bring to just have the sheer amount of troops that it would take to fight a, a land war in in europe um but before that even like the, the funny part is like i i was talking with with casey howell who uh you know the guy just uh He's still recovering from a bad horse wreck, but you know he's been on the on the show before, a buddy of mine, and and I was talking about how 
Uh, oh, we, we were just talking about cowboying and, and whatnot. And how if if I didn't have wife and kids, I, I would probably be out on a wagon or doing a camp job somewhere. I wouldn't I wouldn't be um working at a feedlot, but now like looking at the economics stuff, I'm a, in, in about as good of a spot as I can be should uh everything just hit the fan because at some point uh, uh the demand for beef will be there <laughs> pretty much always uh it might might drop considerably depending on on how poor people get and and how fast uh they get poor um but that that's uh when it comes to to uh industries that are kind of recession proof um the growing of food is one of those uh and, and then my wife is in education which is also uh pretty recession proof and then i with this podcast uh, the entertainment industry for whatever reason is uh is pretty recession proof so like of, of the three things that we got going on, like, I think we'll, we'll be okay. Like, does that mean we're going to be rich? Probably not. Almost certainly not. But I, I think we'll, we'll be able to get by. Uh, but this, this depression coming up is going to be the most bougie, uh, depression of all time. Like, Every freaking hobo that's on the train uh, looking for jobs is going to have his parents paying for his cell phone bill and he's going to be able to live tweet it <laughs> as he's fucking riding on the top of a, of a tanker, you know, tanker, train tanker car or something like that. It's uh, like, I think we're, we're going to see a whole lot of uh, like nomadic behavior and, um, I was talking with with Casey. I said, like, till I can I can make enough money from the podcast where I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, my my income from from my job. Then it's uh, it's a living quarters trailer, and we're just gonna go full on gypsy lifestyle. And uh, and I think there's gonna be a ton of people like that around the U.S. Um, and but I also wonder, like, are we gonna have the big dust storms? Like we've had wind, like you wouldn't believe, unless you live through the Dust Bowl. Uh, but it's it's been seems like it's been a lot more widespread than it was back those in those days. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm just not reading the right accounts uh, of it. Just blowing like a son of a bitch uh, out here you know, in the Western United States, but, um, it's, it's pretty damn dry everywhere. And it's, it's shaping up to be something, something pretty serious. You've got this, uh, this huge fight with the Packers between the Packers and the ranchers brewing. Uh, you've got war in Russia and, uh, like we're just escalating that up. But at the same time, we we <laughs> are worried about nonsense. Like we're we're glued to the to either the television screen or your phone screen with uh, 
Will Smith getting you know slapping the shit out of Chris Rock. We've got Johnny Depp and his uh, crazy ex-wife uh, telling their entire life uh, under oath on camera. And we, we've got just a flood of migrants uh, coming across the southern border, which nothing against them. They, most of them, vast majority of them just looking for, for work. And um, yeah, so now like our, our modern day white hobos have got some serious like stiff competition and and even even the black folks have got some serious competition uh with, with all these these migrants coming up from from mexico and central america and uh like like how's that gonna play out when when the economy just takes a shit for good you know like goes full depression mode um like how yeah, well, because if uh, once once it happens in the U.S., that's going to trigger it or worldwide, and uh, so like how how's that how's that going to work when we have the just millions upon millions, hundreds of millions of incredibly poor people? Uh, it was twenty five percent unemployment rate during the 30s during the great depression 25 percent. so they they estimate 350 million about uh say half of that is like your working population or like your voting population so you know say 100 175 million people um and then a quarter of those are, are out of work like, like that's your working population and and a order of that so would that be be roughly uh 75 divided by four with the 15 two and a half it'd be like just roughly 20 percent or uh i'd be 20 175 minutes it'd be 25 million um then like another 20 on top of that uh so 45 million people just unemployed uh and no hope of a job that that, that was another thing it was not not only were they unemployed but just like no hope of anything going on and so Back then, they they had some, some like tangible skills that uh, that they could use to to make a living. You know, most people could could harvest a crop. They could uh, they could do something. They could run a shovel. Now, like shit, the like the trans generation, you can't ask them to do anything without uh, risking a lawsuit or uh protest on your front lawn and uh my my god like can you imagine the meltdown uh when there's just no no cushy jobs to be had or or like the soros foundation just stops paying people to protest 
My word. That I think that might be when we we reach peak outrage. I, I've been wondering, I've been talking about it for a while. Like how how are they at peak outrage all the time? I think I think when all the shit dries up and you know you, you've got purple hair. You're a disgusting human being with radical uh, worldviews that virtually nobody agrees with. Um, but all of a sudden, like you're not in the news anymore and nobody sympathizes with you and nobody pays you to be a fucking freak anymore because they just they they're they're tightening the belt because the economy's in the shitter. And um, and even George Soros is like, nah. We'll have to we'll have to wait till this passes over and uh, and regroup. But for now, sorry, tranny. Like we're we're not can't we can't do it anymore. Like we're just gonna we're gonna call we're gonna let you go. Like I think that's when we we hit peak outrage. And I, I just wonder, like, w- do we have a like a reverse? Oki migration, you know, during during the 30s, we had a, a bunch of like particularly like sharecropper types from from eastern Oklahoma that moved to California and some of them got turned back. Um, but it led it led to the, the these migrant camps, these Hoovervilles. Um, now, are we going to see like a huge uh migration from California back to like Oklahoma and Texas and Arkansas. I mean, it's possible. Uh, we kind of saw that already, but it wasn't for, wasn't people really looking for work. They were looking to get out of California. Um, it'll be really interesting to see where people go to work. Are they going to go back to California to work in tech I, I I honestly I don't know and like how how's the the new Oki migration going to go? Is it going to be a reverse Oki migration, um, or or like even more people going to move to California? Uh, where are the people from coming up from Mexico and Central America and South America? Like where are they going to go? Where where are they going to get? like shipped off to because you know that's they're just doing that nowadays just taking people from the border and uh giving them a notice to appear and then just like shipping them off somewhere somewhere um uncle joe knows but um i'm not privy to that information but they go somewhere and uh are we going to just see an uh an ever increasing stream of that coming up um, I don't know. Like, it's all shaping up to be another, another grapes of wrath type situation. But it, like, it's gonna be bougie as fuck. Like, there's gonna be hobos with like espresso kits, and you know, like, and like really, really high dollar coffee, um, making their way around to uh. You know, may, maybe they're going to the the oasis in the Midwest for for abortions. You know, they're just uh, 
like the lovely place where you don't have to worry about having to keep your own baby. You can just end it in style. Oasis, oasis of baby killing. Um, like, it, do do we have a just a stream of people heading into Chicago? Um, you know, you had the we've had this you know throughout the years. You had the jalopy in uh, in the thirties with uh, like the grapes of wrath style. You had the the VW van in the sixties with with the hippies, and now like. Uh, is they're gonna have like one of maybe Elon's uh like Tesla truck? What it was it called? The Cybertruck? Maybe the Cybertruck will be like the new like vehicle of choice for uh for vagrants. I, I like I don't know, uh, but I, I'm kind of like I said I think I'm set up well enough or about as about as well as you can be without being a billionaire. Uh, I'm, I'm set up well enough to be okay. Should shit hit the fan and just kind of be able to ride it out and, uh, and make do. But if you're not one of those people, like is, is the cyber truck going to be the, the jalopy of, of the 2020s? I, I don't know. Um, and where are they going to go? Uh, but what are they going to do? Uh, are we going to get some good music out of this? We definitely going to get some good content. Uh, but one of the things that's really been lacking out of the, the struggle and strife and turmoil over the past 10 years or so has been like protest music. The sixties and seventies, uh, epic, epic for music. And yeah, we're, we're kind of lacking there. Um, the meme game has been out of control, but like we could use some good music, uh, that's fitting for the times. And, um, I think I might play. No, I will, because I will be in Denver at Red Rocks. I guess Morrison, Colorado, Red Rocks on Sunday. And I will be watching the Turnpike fucking Troubadours play their little hearts out. And, uh, it's one of, one of the bands that, that me and my wife have loved ever since we, got together and uh even though i'm a colorado native i've never been to red rocks and couldn't think of a better time to go see a show than one of turnpike's first shows back together so that's what we're gonna do i'm gonna end this show with uh with their song 1968 even though uh, it's not a real uh depression uh great depression era song but it, it just describes a ton of the turmoil and shit going on. And I I don't know. I, I'm really, really kind of nervous about, about where, where shit goes from here. Um, uh, like I'm not real nervous about surviving. I said, I'll, I think we'll, I think we'll survive, but what, what we got coming after after this is, is what what's really got me worried. Uh, do do we bring it back towards like uh, the country was was founded and uh, have a more hands off approach from the federal government, or we just go even further into authoritarianism? And 
I'm, I'm really afraid it's going to be the latter. And, you know, I just, oh, it's, a, it's an interesting time. I've, I've watched, um, watched a, a ton of events throughout history and how they played out. And, Hey, this this one's kind of going right along. It's uh, it's a different tune, but same same type of shit. Uh, economic unrest. Uh, you got wars. Uh, somewhere else, and uh, you're about to have a bunch of really pissed off people on your hands. So you throw them a bone, or you throw them a distraction. And uh, when when you throw them a bone, you throw them a bone until the Still, it doesn't work, and then yeah, that's when you got to distract them with something big. And uh, usually, that's that's a war, and we're shaping up to be heading into war, and ah, that's just not a good thing for anybody. But uh, there there is also yeah, the what, what did uh stock market ended up down again today. Um, I don't know what the, the overall the market was, but no, I guess I guess it it was kind of steady today, but yeah, uh, we're 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 gonna have a we're gonna have a crash at some point, and I, I don't know when it's gonna happen, but it's it's just that uh, boy, boy, if you if you can't look. Uh, look back and see just a ton of parallels. Uh, like you're not looking, you're not looking very hard at all. Uh, there, there's just so, so much shit that, that, the parallels and I, I'm just, I'm just here to see how people react. Um, I, and, and now, I mean, just just think if, if people had a GoPro camera back in the 30s, how much epic content you would have you would have got a hold of. Like if they would have had Snapchat back in back in the 30s, uh, that and Instagram and Twitter, and that would have been incredible. But I think we're headed that way, so I can't wait, can't fucking wait for that. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna suck probably, probably gonna suck really hard. But there's a chance where like you can get some really, really epic shit. You can experience some really epic shit too. And uh, yeah, then there also might be a chance to make some money on it to show people just how how dumb we were during the great bougie recession of the the 2020s. That's what I'm. That's what I'm predicting. It's, it's going to be. Uh, it's going to be a great depression. It's going to be bougie as fuck. And, uh, yeah, if we do go to war, I do look forward to seeing a whole bunch of non-binary people with, with purple hair or, or blue hair or green hair, uh, just crying, <laughs> sobbing uncontrollably as they get their heads shaved and they're handed a rifle. Um, cause that, I, <laughs> I think that's probably what's going to happen if we we end up uh, with uh, with a ground war in Europe, and um, yeah, the content will be fan fucking tastic. I can't wait. Um, 
the rest of it I'm not all that excited about. Um, so anyhow, um, take care, take care of your own shit. That's about all you can do in this old world. Um, hope you guys have a great weekend. I know I'm going to, like I said, going Red Rocks. Going to see fucking Turnpike Troubadours and everybody else that's not going to be able to see them. You can suck it. I'm going to have a good time. My wife's going to have a good time. And um, I'll have uh, have an episode on Monday with uh, Rancher Ryan. He's uh, on Instagram. He's, uh, he's a rancher uh, out of uh, southern Idaho. Uh, North, northern nevada up in the up near elko county anyway it's a good uh good conversation with him that'll be up monday morning for uh for the main feed i'll i'll try to get that out on probably saturday for, for the patreon folks but anyhow um i hope you all have a good weekend um stay safe out there and uh start start preparing start getting that uh great depression mindset where Nothing goes to waste. Probably going to need it here before too long. Anyhow, um, thanks for tuning in. And uh, like I said, have a good weekend and move your ass. Burning daylight. Like a dark-haired girl in a Cadillac A main street of an old forgotten town And sunlight shines And fine white lines on weathered stores with open signs They may as well just close them down And you look like 1968 There wasn't 69 
Nah 